Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie, your host, and as always, it's a blessing to be in studio with Archbishop Alexander Sample, and today we have an opportunity to speak about the power of the prayer of the rosary, a prayer for peace, a prayer for healing, and a prayer for unity, and a prayer for defeating evil in our world. Let's talk more about that, Archbishop. Before we do, please begin in prayer. Yes, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, seat of wisdom. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Can't think of a better prayer Uh, to use in opening up this program than the prayer that makes up the... uh, backbone, if you will, of the of the yes. praying of the Most Holy Rosary. Uh, yeah, it's so true. And the church traditionally looks at this month of October for a couple of reasons, for feast days that we celebrate, and for many centuries we've looked at this month to really focus on the rosary. We've got the big feast of Our Lady of Victory, Our Lady uh, of the Most Holy Ro- Rosary, remembering that day at Lepanto in 15, I believe, 71, that big battle that really the Christians shouldn't have won, mm-hmm. but because the Pope at the time called the people to prayer with the intercession of our blessed mother and the rosary that the Turks were defeated. And this was quite a big battle uh, on the sea. And so we remember that particular battle. But let's I want to ask you first, Archbishop, about your own experience with the rosary. And you showed me yeah. a, a very special yeah. pouch and a rosary that's yeah. been in your pocket or with you yeah. for I, I, the a rosary. While. The rosary that that uh, we were just for those of you who can't see this in studio, uh, I was just showing uh, Dina Marie the rosary that I carry with me all the time. And actually, it's in a it's in a a, a cork, very soft, supple cork ca- case that I actually bought in Fatima during our pilgrimage to Fatima during the, the, the 100th anniversary of the apparitions in, in uh, 2017. But the rosary that I carry with me is a rosary that it's, it's, it's actually 37, at least 37 years old. I don't remember exactly what year I bought it, but I know it was certainly by 1984 that I bought this. And this was the rosary I was praying as a young college student and as a graduate student uh, in engineering while I was discerning my priestly vocation. And it was, it was while I was praying this particular rosary beads that I made the decision to, to turn aside from those engineering studies and, and, and study for the holy priesthood. Uh, and I haven't always carried this particular rosary with me. Over the years, I've had different rosaries that meant things to me. I had a rosary that St. John Paul II personally handed to me. <laughs> um, and gosh, it fell out of my pocket one winter back in Michigan, and I, I was I lost it. I was that was crushed by that. But anyway, so I, I, a few years ago, I, I kind of came across this rosary again, and it brought back great nostalgia for me, and means so much to me. And how many times I prayed these beads, and my fingers have 
have gone over these very, very particular beads and how much it meant to me at the time and how much it means to me now. So, so this is going to be, in, in my own mind, mm-hmm. this is going to be that rosary now that I, that I carry in my pocket until I am able to present it hopefully one day to Our Lady in, right. in, the, in the kingdom. Yeah. When you were growing up and just in your own formation or, or around you, what was the message about praying the rosary? Because it wasn't a time that mm-hmm. it was a, a real confusion mm-hmm. about, should we pray the rosary? Should we not? It's only mm-hmm. for certain types of people, maybe the older ladies in the church. <laughs> but I'm not sure what would have been the message that you received yeah. on that. Well, you know, I, I was blessed uh, to grow up in a Catholic home. Uh, we weren't we weren't uber Catholic. I mean, you know, we weren't, uh, I see so many of these wonderful Catholic families today that are just, their homes, you can tell, are just, and their families are just filled with a great fervor and zeal for the faith and prayer. You know, that really wasn't us. We were faithful Catholics. We, you know, did all the things Catholics are supposed to do. But we have been blessed for some reason to have been introduced to the rosary uh, as a child. And I remember um, watching as a child, and this goes back to the 60s, so we were still living in Montana at the time, and we moved from there in 1967. So it, was, it certainly was before 1967. Having watched the, the, that film about Our Lady of Fatima, mm. uh, that beautiful story of Our Lady of Fatima, and I remember it making such an impression on me. Uh, in fact, I remember his childhood memory about being out in a field near, near our house uh, there in Montana. And it was a real overcast dark day. The clouds were very dramatic in the sky. And I remember looking up into the sky as a little kid laying on my back, actually, in the field there and, and imagining, you know, kind of Our Lady, how she appeared to those, those little children in, in the Cova in the de Aria there in, 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 in Portugal. Anyway, so, so I, I, had an, I had a knowledge of, of the rosary and Our Lady from a ch- the childhood. Of course, in my first communion, you know, we all got, uh, in those days, we all got our little First Communion book and kit, you know, so I got the, the little black book with the, the, the snap on it that, that kept it closed, but then and there was a little side pocket that had a snap on it, and that side pocket was a holy card, uh, a little pin, First Communion pin, a rosary, mm-hmm. and a brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and uh, I... I I've, kept that book I at some I think I lost it somewhere along the way I'm sad to say and certainly my first communion rosary is long gone <laughs> so you know I it was there but you're right most of my childhood especially in catholic school and into high school the rosary had kind of been set aside you know it was it was nah, it was kind of even poo-pooed a little bit like you know that's kind of old fashioned we don't do those kind of devotional things anymore uh even things like we were told, uh, even even as late as seminary, you know, that uh, some, there's something wrong about praying the rosary and like in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament exposed. So if you're making a holy hour, it's inappropriate, you know, to pray the rosary during that time, you know. And it's, it's kind of this mm, subtle, um, that the rosary is, 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 you know, really not to be taken too seriously, really. Uh, and I'm sad to to say that. I mean, I prayed the rosary off and on as as a child uh, in my high school years. I don't know if I prayed the rosary at all during my high school years, to be honest. Uh, college is, is, again, when I picked it up again. That's mm-hmm. when I bought this rosary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when I bought this rosary, uh, as, as we were talking, Dean and I, Maria, were talking earlier, this was in the days when you had a catalog. You had to pick it out in the catalog, and then you had to fill out the little coupon in the corner of the page and cut it out <laughs> and write a check and 
send it in the mail and then wait your three or four weeks yeah. for delivery. You know, I could probably go on Amazon and get one, you know, overnight now. But I think I bought this rosary at the time because I wanted to reconnect with the rosary. I didn't really have a very good rosary. It was kind of a cheapy one I had at the time. I wanted a nice rosary. Um, I paid, I remember I paid pretty good money for it at the time, sterling uh, with black beads. But I think I was also in that time of, of the discernment of vocation. And I think praying the rosary helped me. I think Our Lady helped me then discern that vocation to the point where I was moved uh, as I became a seminarian to, to consecrate my vocation to her. And before ordain a priest, consecrate my priesthood to her. And before being ordained a bishop, mm-hmm. to, to consecrate my episcopacy to her. Uh, so she's always been... She's always been a great mother to me, and the praying of the rosary for me is, is, means many things. It, it, it means um, meditating upon the mysteries of our Lord's life and Our Lady's connection with all of that. You know, not all of the mysteries directly uh, involve Our Lady, but all of the mysteries, at least indirectly and many of them directly, do involve Our Lady and her role in the mystery of our salvation, that she brings us Jesus, you know, and, and, and she's so intimately connected with his ministry and his mission of salvation for the world. Um, and I think so for me as a Christian, as a, as, a, as, a, as a baptized disciple of Jesus, that means that she's also important to me. Um, and certainly as a priest, as a priest, I'm configured to Christ, her son, in, in his priesthood. And, you know, one of the first priests, St. John, the apostle, he was one of the first priests, right, at the Last Supper. Uh, And he was at the foot of the cross. And when Jesus gives Mary to him as his mother and entrusts him to her as as her son, yes, that, that we all are there and we're all being consecrated to our Heavenly Mother. But I think in a special way the priest is because John was a priest, uh, an apostle. Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel very that strong connection to Our Lady. And so praying her rosary allows me to meditate on those mysteries and to see the connections. And I have favorite meditations that I do on all the mysteries that actually do relate to my, my ministry in life as a priest, as a bishop. Um, I, I, I just, I love the, um, I love the rhythm of the prayer. And I, you know, a lot of people uh, kind of make fun of it or, or, think there's something bad about the repetitiveness of the prayer on the rosary, you know, the praying that the Our Father's praying the Ten Hail Marys for each decade, and that it's just rote prayer, it's just rattling off prayers, multiplying words. No, for me, it becomes, this is the way it becomes for me. As I meditate upon the mysteries, and I do meditate upon the mysteries, and I visualize them, the praying of the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers and the Glory Bees and the Fatima prayer they form this sort of prayer background, or, or, or it's, it's hard to describe. It's like, I don't want to say it's background music, because they, they are true prayers that we're praying, but it becomes uh, part of the rhythm of the meditation. It becomes the, 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 the substance or the background or the, the foundation uh, that, that's, that's going on there in constant prayer while the, the mysteries are being meditated on. It actually... It helps me to meditate upon the mysteries to have the background, if you will, of, of the praying of the of the prayers of the rosary going on in my mind as well or or through my lips. 
Right. And Archbishop, as you talk about the rosary and for our listeners who might not be familiar with them, or or maybe you're newer to them as a convert, we have scripture in the Hail Mary. We have the angel prayer. We have the, the words that the angel spoke to Mary, which are coming directly from God. Mm-hmm. We have a declaration of our faith in the Apostles' Creed. We have a declaration of the Holy Trinity and the Glory Be. Mm-hmm. We have a prayer that all Christians know, the Our Father prayer. I mean, there's so much there mm-hmm. that takes us in into who we are, what we believe, who Jesus Christ is. Um, If people are kind of wondering, wow, there's a lot in each prayer. It's not a coincidence. There's something very purposeful, I believe, in how that prayer was put together and allows us to meditate even more more, more, more fervently. You know, you make a very good point, Dina Marie, and that's the scriptural connection of the rosary. You know, a lot of... A lot of non-Catholics, Christians who are not Catholic, who think this is some sort of superstitious devotion, you know, that we have, uh, uh, you know, I think if they really understood how, as you said, how deeply scripturally rooted it is, you know, Ave Maria, mm-hmm. Hail Mary, uh, you know, you are full of grace and most highly blessed, uh, you know, the angel's greeting, Gabriel's greeting to her, and, and Elizabeth, you know, blessed is she who believed that the words uh, the angel spoke to her would be fulfilled, you know, and simply asking Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. We're asking her to pray for Mm -hmm. us. We're not praying to her as a goddess, but for asking her to pray for us because we're sinners, and especially at the hour of our death. The Lord's Prayer. This Mm -hmm. is the prayer that Jesus Mm -hmm. gave us in the Scriptures, right? The the, the Apostles' Creed, the common creed that was common to all Christians, you know, pray that... uh, and then the actual meditation upon the mysteries; these are these are all scriptural. You know, even the even the 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 ones that that some take a great exception to the dogmas of of the Assumption of Our Lady and and her coronation as Queen of Heaven. Well, you know, <laughs> a great sign appeared in the sky: a right. woman clothed with the sun, with the moon and the stars under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. You know. Um, it is the woman of revelation that we honor in the, in the mysteries of the assumption and the, and the coronation of, of her in heaven. So, yes, it's, it's, it's a profoundly Christian, devotional, scriptural prayer as much as it involves, you know, our, our lady's role and all that. Right. Archbishop, you mentioned in 2017 to be in Fatima during that anniversary year. And and particularly in that apparition, we had a message from Our Lady about why to pray the rosary, the importance of how to focus that intention. And we a lot of times we have our prayer intentions at Mass. We bring our intentions to us at a daily or a Sunday Mass of of what things we're concerned about or a particular loved one. Uh, But why... What about those intentions that really, maybe our world really needs yeah. more prayer for healing, for yeah. peace, for for evil uh, that yeah. needs to to be heard through our devotion to prayer? Yeah, our lady, our lady at Fatima, particularly, you know, called for prayer uh, of the praying of the Holy Rosary for the conversion of sinners, and you know. Uh, when we pray the rosary or pray any prayer for the conversion of sinners, we better have ourselves at the top of that mm-hmm. list. <laughs> right. You know, because I, I, I think sometimes when we, oh, when we pray for the conversion of sinners, mm-hmm. we're thinking about those other people. Mm-hmm. You know, those, those people who are doing all these bad things, right? Uh, well, you better 
put yourself in there. I know I do. I, I and I say this often. I am, I, I'm with Saint Paul on this one. You know, you know Jesus Christ came to save sinners, of whom I am the first. I'm as much in need of ongoing conversion as anyone. And I know some people think that that's just pious talk coming out of the mouth of the archbishop. I can't tell you how profoundly I mean that. Uh, that that there's so much in my heart that needs to be converted yet. Um, I'm a sinner. Uh, just I love those words of Pope Francis when, when early on in his pontificate, somebody asked him, well, you know, who, the reporter asked uh, the, the Holy Father, well, who is Jorge Bergoglio? You know, which was his name before being Pope Francis. And he, he, the, the, the way the story goes, he, he was kind of stunned by the question and thought for a moment. Uh, and I, he answered something to the effect of, I am a miserable sinner to whom God has shown great mercy. You know, I think that's where we start. And so we pray for that mercy. Um, with the Fatima prayer, the, the prayer <clears throat> that Our Lady taught the children to say at the conclusion of each decade of the rosary, you know, oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need of thy mercy. Mm-hmm. So it's a prayer for mercy for mm-hmm. sinners, not just, yes, their conversion, but mercy, mercy. So we pray for the conversion of sinners, including ourselves. We pray for peace. You know, she wanted us to pray the rosary so that the world would enjoy true peace and that a war could be avoided, that this war would end, and but another will come. You know, and she predicted the coming of the Second World War and prayed for the conversion of, of Russia. You know, it would have sounded very strange in 1917 Mm -hmm. to pray for the conversion of Russia. But when we see what became of the Soviet Union and atheistic communism and the the suppression and oppression of of religion throughout the former Soviet Union, you know, we see why there was a great need for that that prayer for the conversion of Russia, to pray for that that healing, you know, that, 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 that Christ can bring to us. And I, but I, I think there's a special power of the rosary against evil, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, and against the enemy. You know, why would that be so? Well, you know, we go back to the Proto-Evangelium that we read in uh, the third chapter of Genesis, where the Lord, uh, the Scripture proclaims the first, really, announcing of the gospel, in a sense. That's why they call it the Proto-Evangelium. That when when God says, you know, uh, to the serpent, he says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He, you will strike at his heel while he strikes at your head. And... You know, it's a, it's, it's, it's a proclamation, really, of the redemption that would be wrought in Christ, the son of the woman, the new Eve. Uh, and so, uh, you know, every time uh, the Hail Mary is said, you know, and every time honor is paid to Our Lady, the enemy recoils in, in terror uh, because, you know, she crushes his head and her son crushes his head. There was a confusion about the translation of that passage in in earlier translations in English of Scripture. But I think that something that's very interesting, I think, is uh, many exorcists will testify that 
<laughs> sometimes when they're doing the prayers of the rite of exorcism, I mean, the actual formal authorized prayers of the exorcism ritual where we're going right at the demon and, and, and commanding him uh, in various ways and exorcising mm-hmm. him from the person, making very strong uh, deprecatory commands, sometimes the exorcist will stop and will ask people to pray the Hail Mary or even to pray the rosary. And what many exorcists have said is that the demons absolutely uh, uh, go into terror when they hear the Hail Mary. They hate Our Lady so much. You know, we read again in the book of Revelation how the serpent, the, the ancient, the dragon, goes after her. She, he waits for her offspring to devour her offspring when she would be born, but the child is taken up into heaven and the woman flees into the desert, but the, 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 de- the, the, the devil goes after her and, goes, and she also represents the church. So, you know, there's a great sense of, of this role that Mary plays. So the rosary, as much as it you know, gained us the, the naval victory at Lepanto, it's a great weapon against mm-hmm. evil. It's a great... I, and again, I'm, I'm not being superstitious about this, please. I think of every Catholic, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what, if I could get every Catholic in Western Oregon, if I could get every Catholic in the Archdiocese of Portland to pray the rosary every day, my gosh, mm-hmm. what would happen? Mm-hmm. And I'm I and I don't believe there's anything magical about it. I don't. It's not about that at all. It's about the power that's in this prayer, and it's a power that comes, of course, always from God. But He has ordained that through the Holy Mother of His Son, uh, you know, He would work, and and He does continue to work. And there's so there's great, you know, people who struggle with sin, people maybe who struggle with addictions people who feel torment and oppressions by the evil one, pray the rosary. Mm -hmm. Pray the rosary and he will flee. Yeah. He will flee. I I often, you know, uh, uh, I think a a confessor once told that to me. He says, you know, he says, I always keep that rosary in my pocket. Now, mine's in a case because if I don't keep it in a case. (laughs) You're losing it No, I don't lose it. It's all tangled up in my pocket and then I become that priest who's always trying to untangle his rosary. But he said, you know, what? this priest said, whenever he was tempted, he would just reach into his pocket mm-hmm. and just begin fingering his rosary and 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 the temptations sometimes will flee right. you know so i think you know we we need to see this as a very powerful prayer against evil mm-hmm. i heard a great story from a mom of four children and her her littlest one at the time was three and he ran in who was afraid at night it was dark you know he's a three-year-old but he has a little older brother they run to mom and mom says you know what i did when i was a child my mother would give me a rosary to put under my pillow Mm. so immediately the older brother rushed to his bedside took his rosary gave it to the little brother and tucked it in his pillow and said, here, sleep with this. Uh, and so, you know, sleeping with the rosary, having that rosary in your hand for a child to know that my mother is with me, my Lord will take care of me. There's yeah, a lot of truth to yeah, that. You know, I, there's, there's uh, uh, I, I won't say who it was because it was on a retreat and, and uh, I wouldn't want to reveal the, 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 the priest's name. But this priest, you know, quite honestly struggled with some sins uh, of impurity. 
what he would do is when he would go to bed at night, he would actually wrap the rosary in his hand and go to sleep holding on, you know, to the rosary as a protection against those those temptations. You know, so, it, and, and again, it's it's not... It's the devotion and mm-hmm, the faith that mm-hmm. goes behind that. Right. Uh, that 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 brings, I think, a special motherly protection, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from Our Lady from Heaven. Yeah. I want to just want to encourage people. We happen to live in the Archdiocese where the Rosary Center and the Rosary That's Confraternity right. uh, that is run by the Dominican right. community at Holy Rosary have a tremendous amount of resources and ways in which to help people, particularly families, to unpack the Rosary with your children, with your teenagers, as a couple, you know, within the domestic church. We've got actually an international uh, resource yeah. for rosary right here. So take advantage of and our there, own local so, community. Yeah, and there's some great, you know, there's many, many ways to pray and meditate upon mm-hmm. the rosary. You know, there's all kinds of meditation. Sometimes people have a, I mean, once you get into it, so to speak, over years, you develop your own mental way of, of, of meditating on the rosaries and, and or the mysteries and, and visual, visualizing them. But sometimes you need a little help with that. Mm-hmm. So there's wonderful books out there that have little meditations before each mystery. There's the scriptural rosary that yeah, at every Hail Mary, there's a little right. quote from scripture. That one takes a little longer to pray. But I mean, there's all sorts of aids out there to help us uh, pray the rosary more effectively. So pick up the rosary and please pray, especially... Don't just carry it in your pocket. No. Pray it. <laughs> pray it, absolutely. With that, please help us close with yes. your blessing, Archbishop. And through the intercession of the Most Holy Mother of God, Mary, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And thank you all for joining us on this edition of The Voice of the Shepherd. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hay. And until our next encounter, may you have a blessed week. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.